up, everybody, and welcome back to the Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Keefe. Today's episode is an interview with UK indie rock band Father Son. We met up with the guys at Arlene's Grocery in New York City before their gig. They have a brand new EP out and a lot of exciting things going on with this up-and-coming band. Check it out. I'm here with the guys from Father Son at Arlene's Grocery in New York City. How are you guys doing? Yeah, we're awesome. Yeah, yeah really, really good. Thanks. Great. And these guys are here for the uh, new Colossal Fest, which is uh, the next few days here in New York City before they head on to South by Southwest. Very impressive. Great job. Uh, welcome to New York. Uh, I don't know if this is your first time in the States, but welcome. Uh, this is actually, we played a show on pianos before we went to South by. We did South by four years ago. And... Now we're back with uh, like a couple of records and a few more battle scars, and we're uh, we're here to to make uh, I don't know make a mess, make a drop in this amazing place tonight. Yeah, we're in Arlene's Grocery tonight, which seems like a cool vibe. Yeah. Oh, super cool vibe! This is one of the better places in New York City. They have live music here all the time. Good vibe down here in the Lower East Side. Pretty cool, you know, sort of a. Uh, on the cusp of two different neighborhoods. But uh, yeah, it's great to have you guys here. Uh, followed you guys for a while. Like I said, uh, great new album out. And as I mentioned before the interview, I really just discovered the Reimagining EP, which has totally taken my breath away. But you guys are here to promote yourselves South by and a little bit of touring before you go back overseas and uh, back home and do some to touring. What are you looking forward to about this run of dates here? and? The record and everything it's just a really really cool opportunity for me america's always been like on our sort of like bucket list of places to get back to and like coming back to new york uh, playing these shows like i think there's gonna be some people that that know us and are gonna be at shows coming and singing along when you're so far away from home that's just like that's the dream for us to be honest yeah it's been like i feel like this time we're coming back to the states as a much more like established band than we did the first time and i think to not to diminish what we managed to achieve the first time we came over but i think taking our take on from that is that we need, needed to understand a bit more about the business and a bit more about that sort of thing. so we're here we're finally getting to meet a lot of the people just because of the way the world is at the moment you end up working with people from all over the world so we have like amazing people in new york that work with us they would just never met before so we went and hung out with them today um did some other sessions and now we've got these shows so it's just an exciting hopefully touch with this is the beginning of the next chapter of our involvement in the united states amazing i was actually reminiscing with a older generation person in the music business and they're like imagine that everything you do now by email had to be done with a phone call or even a curly paper fax machine yeah. so like it's crazy like that you you know can traverse the world obviously in person but also virtually which is kind of amazing but we were talking earlier about that as well about how lots of in my opinion lots of the human element gets lost in that and also for bands like lots of that word to mouth doesn't really go because people look at Facebook stats before booking shows or like you know bands used to be able to tour because someone was like oh this band from the UK is amazing and someone go cool bring them over rather than oh this band from the UK is amazing and they go oh they've only got 20,000 monthly listeners on Spotify you know so I think that sort of I think that stands in the way of lots of new music managing to travel around and I also think the sort of faceless nature of emailing like we could have emailed back and forward or tweeted or done whatever, but we're sitting having a conversation and that's like, I'd find more value in that than I ever would sitting on my computer doing that. So that's a big part of our thing over here as well is that we've had loads of amazing opportunity to, to work with people over here that we've never met before. So you get to actually come, 
and hang out and it's, it's cool for us to be in New York like it's a, a massively famous inspiring place in the world but we get to actually meet people and hang out and be, be on the ground here which is more important than than anything really I'd say indeed anything to add or uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> well said well said yeah indeed no I mean you said it all and uh, it's great to have you uh, you know I just noticed kind of like going back through the catalog uh, you guys are pretty consistent and pretty prolific. I don't know if uh, just in general you work or write all the time or work as a band all the time, but it's pretty impressive that you have like three and a half releases basically in three, yeah. less than four years. Yeah, yeah it's, quite, it's quite a lot looking back at it. We're, we kind of finished, uh, once we finish this sort of, uh, this American run, I think we're, we're, we're just going to start writing again. I think is I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but we we just we don't want to stop. We're maybe gluttons for punishment a little bit, but um, I don't know. I, th- I think we, we like to sort of go back after each record and after the sort of touring cycle kind of finishes for that record. And, and we've always felt quite inspired after that to go like, well, this is what was amazing about this record. Let's take that and run with that and see what was, what was good about it. And I, d- I don't see that stopping soon. I think, like, and I think it's a... I don't know if it was drilled into as really young or like if it's just like a byproduct of doing stuff. It's like we get to at this moment in time and for the last couple of years playing this band for a living. Do you mean that's nuts? So like it's super important to us that for our own like mental health and work ethic to be like I'm gonna go up every day and I'm gonna work on being in this band rather than take three years in between writing stuff and that's not saying incubation over inspiration does happen do you know we're pretty much on the cusp of having four and a half records out in five years if we if we keep going at the pace we're going which I mean there's bands that we've been on tour with that haven't released records since we went on tour with them when we put the first album out do you know what I mean um, but we like making new music and we have the opportunity to make music with each other so I think none of us have ever really taken that very lightly it's always been like right okay there's hundreds upon hundreds of thousand people there's 400 bands playing the new Colossus Festival do you know what I mean it's like people are out there wanting to make music and I wouldn't I would forever be dissatisfied if we didn't work our hardest when we had the opportunity do you know and I think and that's not doom and gloom do you know it's not like the end of the world do I have to write music and play in a band it's like I get to write music and play in a band why would I ever like mess that up by not doing it so, uh, yeah, I think we all kind of, we've been in this band since we were kids and it's always been the forefront of our mind amongst jobs and degrees and relationships and, and everything. So I think as much as we owe it to ourselves, we owe it to each other and we just try and work as hard as we can. Well, that's a great attitude and obviously uh, an important one for a young and up and coming band to have. Uh, some of all your parts definitely got some growth over the earlier records. Like I said, I was digging through the, audio, virtual audio crates, as we used to say, and uh, sort of going backwards and then to go forwards again. So I really love the full length record. Um, there's so much depth there. Uh, and, and I think it's we're kind of in a strange time as, as men where we're not allowed to be vulnerable. It's seen as weakness, but I think there's a lot of honesty and vulnerability on the record that's really 
refreshing and beautiful. Um, and uh, you don't see is a lot of macho shit. And you know, we cover other genres at my website that it's a lot of macho shit, and that's all there is, and there's nothing in between. So I really love the range from you guys, which is my point. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. I think that's just because we started the band just after emo stopped being a thing, and that was our big influence. <laughs> um, but I get that. I think that the vulnerability within community that comes along with being in bands and certain genres can sometimes like eclipse what the meaning of that was. Do you know what I mean? If you like, there's loads of hardcore bands that actually sing about really personal stuff, but there's like a sort of attitude at the shows that doesn't allow kids to express themselves in that sort of way. Because um, when we grew up, we were really, and I think that's been a, a difficult thing for us to find as like a genre band or a style of band, because we're not a heavy rock band, we're not a hardcore band, we're not a pop band, we're not this and the next thing. So I think this next record we're going to do is going to be the establishment of going, this is the kind of fucking band we are. Like not like we're trying to be this and we're trying to be that. It's like this, we've kind of narrowed it into finding something that we are going to be the best at rather than like other bands will come and be part of our gang rather than we'll need to go and be part of other people's gangs. So I think we grew up playing gigs with hardcore bands and playing gigs with metal bands and playing gigs with pop bands and playing gigs with other rock bands and indie bands and stuff. So I think we had quite a good baptism in all genres of music, which allowed us to take all the parts that we loved about all those genres of music and combine them into... Slice it into some crazy hybrid genre of soft, soft guy music with big riffs sometimes. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I still don't know how to describe the music we make, but... Uh, yeah, you know, emotive is probably... It's, like, it's, it's emotionally driven rock music. As, as emo as that sounds. That's all right. Now I'm gonna t- totally gonna ask the question. Name some embarrassing emo bands you loved when you were a teenager. Oh, I was so into Hawthorne Heights. <laughs> I was so so into them, and then yeah, Academy yeah, yeah. love the Academy is. Love the audition. I remember them. Yeah. Story of the year. Yeah. Uh, Mayday Parade. Still love Paramore. Like beyond, I think they're absolutely amazing. Um, <laughs> I had a couple of stained records. I like them. Deftones, forever, like the best. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say Death Cab was like an emo band because I I think they're more thinking guys emo music. Like yeah, they they're, they're not. They're not it's just another emo band that we, we went and saw them three or four weeks ago when they were when they were on tour around the UK. It was the first time we'd seen them and they've been a massive influence on us for for a long time and, and still are. So, Jimmy World, yeah. Jimmy World, incredible. Um, yeah. Nice. I had to. I had to. I had to. Uh, no, you can't, shouldn't be. Those are all great bands. Uh, those are all great bands. I, w- I love Finch, yeah. And actually, I just interviewed... Uh, we're in New York and Thrice. I have to mention Taking Back Sunday, who I just interviewed, John Nolan. So uh, 20 years of those guys. 20 years. Where did the time go? Um, I don't want to lose the opportunity to ask. I have to say, like, I just recently, in the last 48 hours, discovered the EP, the Reimagined EP, which is amazing and almost like where I could see you guys going yeah theoretically not like the whole a whole record of it but it was so, it's so good and it also shows you I think the strength when you're a songwriter you can reinterpret that song as anything if you write a good song and so I just wanted to jump in I know you mentioned before we started talking that it was kind of unconventional but like you were really happy with it so I just want to hone in on that again for a few minutes yeah I guess we, we got the opportunity to sort of look back and like um, 
put uh, we got some money from our record label to, to go and uh, to go and record. We went over to Ireland and recorded with uh, a good friend of ours, band called Blue Americans. You should definitely check them out. Um, and we we spent sort of a week just ripping the songs to bits down onto the sort of core principle of like, well, what is this? What is this song saying? And then building it up with a new a new color palette, I guess, of music of like being like, well, this is what if we what if we made it sound a bit like Boniver? What if we what if we took these cool sounds and these like mad loops and like just recolored the song in a completely different way and, and was super happy with it. It was a really like as I'd like sort of just reimagining the songs that we'd spent so long writing in a, in a completely different way was really sort of gratifying to us as as a band. And I think, yeah, I think a, a lot of people have kind of commented on how kind of refreshing it is. And like, yeah, it was it was really fun for us. And maybe going forward, we might take take some of those kinds of ideas on board of, of that kind of process. I'd love to see it. Yeah, I reckon that it's it's just about finding new ways of adapting. And and you don't want to write the same song. Do you remember? Know I mean? play music and I've been writing songs for like 10, 12 years. Do you remember? It's like, it's not reinvent the wheel. Doesn't uh, good song's a good song. You can take it in any way. And I think that that Blue Americans band who we did it with, her friends of ours, they were in rock bands for years and stuff like that. And when they started to do this new sort of left field pop thing, we all found it super inspiring because we were like, that's cool. Like, and you can just, you can take the song out of it, you can play it on acoustic guitar. And I'll still give you the same sort of like overview, and it will be emotional in the same way. And you can just dress up however you want. So, yeah, I think it's it's confidence it gives you the confidence to do something else, and know that you can achieve something that's as good, if not better, than you thought you could in the first place. Which is cool. Awesome. And just to wrap things up, again, back in the states, far from home for another week or more. Uh, what do you need to bring with you here? Obviously, look, different coffee, different tea, different crisps. Everything's different in America. Sometimes you can get some of the comforts from home. What do you absolutely need to bring with you when you travel abroad? I have I have tried to... We're in New York, obviously, never going to South By. It's minus six in New York, and it's like 27 in South By. I have got a million and one things I needed to bring with me. But... Um, I, I do have a pair of thermals with me that, that I've absolutely, absolutely knew I had to bring uh, for, for New York. So yeah, and a laptop, like just for when when inspiration strikes. Uh, what did I bring? I brought some Lemsip, which is like a it's like a medicine, like a hot medicine thing, and that's pretty much it. That's the only that's the only thing I can't get over here that that I need, um, and a nasal spray. <laughs> Paracetamol. Rock and roll stuff. Very rock and roll. Uh, I, I like a lot of beanies and trench coats and corduroy like you guys are rocking. So, uh, you know, we'll make through. We'll make it through. It was like 65 a week and a half ago, and it's like 20-something. I don't know what's going on. The planet's fucked. But uh, it's been really wonderful catching up with you guys. Uh, you have a recently brand-new fan in me, and I really hope you guys blow up big here and get the following you deserve because the music is fantastic. And I'm um, looking forward to the show in a little while. Father, son, thank you so much for hanging out with Ghost Cult Magazine. Thanks so much. Thanks a bunch. I'm Keefe, and we are out. Thanks for checking out today's podcast. Follow, like, and subscribe wherever you hear these podcasts. Also, check out Ghost Cult Magazine on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And finally, check us out at ghostcultmag.com. We're out. Peace.